And good afternoon. Thank you for tuning in. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's news channel. I am your host, Casey Hendrickson. Do you want to thank R&B Car Company? Wow, I almost said R&B Livestream. R&B Car Company, your used car experts. Find them online at rbcarcompany.com. We are live streaming on Rumble. Make sure you go uh, check us out on Rumble, rumble.com slash Casey, the host. I just want to read something to you because this was a really good response and the way that that I felt yesterday, it was one of those days where it's like, look, if I go down a rabbit hole on this thing, I will never come out of it. And for those of you who don't know, I, I tend to get a little obsessive about some topics. So when I start diving in on research for them, I get lost, oftentimes for days. And this is one of those that could have taken me down that rabbit hole. I'm hoping that Libs of TikTok does it so I don't have to. Libs of TikTok today tweeted out that they were um, they were asking if it would if it would be beneficial to make a mega thread of basically a do not forgive COVID type stuff. So we went over an article yesterday in the Atlantic, which is basically, oh yeah, all those mean things we said about you guys during COVID, like ah, you know, let's just forgive each other and stuff because like you know we didn't know. And here's my problem: you did know, you were told. You chose to ignore that information and you chose to listen to people who were demonstrably false and were lying to you. That's the truth. I have told you a, a million times. I'm just going to repeat this. And again, I'm not trying to pat myself on the back because I didn't do anything, frankly, all that hard during COVID. Everything that I told you during COVID came from an expert in the relevant fields. Everything. I never hopped on here and said, uh, Casey Hendrickson won a, won a couple of high school awards for science, and I'm telling you that what, uh, what Dr. Andrews is saying is wrong. I never did that. That would be stupid. That's not my job. My job is to give you accurate information from the experts. If I'm an expert in that particular subject, then my job is to give you the information that I have. What I am really good at and what my history is, is science research. I am extremely good at it. I have been doing it for more than 20 years. I've been in this business for more than 17. Do the math. You could say, I suppose I had a bit of a past in being a, a science journalist, science writer, whatever you want to call it. Okay, I wrote several articles relating to science and the research of science before I even got into this business. And I was doing it for publications. It's something that I know how to do. I know how to do research in general. I think most of you who listen to this show know that. If you don't think that that's the case, it's because I've proven you wrong at some point and you're still butthurt about it. When I can go to the NIH website, when I can go to the CDC website, when I can go to the World Health Organization website, and I can pull the data that they were telling you didn't exist, and I can pull it from their websites and present it to you. But they won't acknowledge that that information exists on their own website. And when you post their own links to the research that they publish, and they cancel you on social media, what do you think is happening? Now, do you think for a second, this is the question that I asked you throughout the entire pandemic, do you think for a second 
you really have one or two choices to make. Do you think that the public health officials in our community and other communities were just so lazy and stupid that they didn't know that this research existed? Or do you think they were intentionally misleading you for another reason? I'll let you decide which one of those you think it is. There's no third option. That's all there is. Either they didn't put in the effort or the time to go look at the data, or they lied to you. And I submit to you that they lied to you. Why? Because everybody knew the masking science on this. We've known the masking science for a decade. There's nothing that's changed. The masking technology hasn't changed. It's all exactly the same. Everybody knows this. So when you had people in the medical field telling you that your little cloth mask was going to help you against an airborne aerosolized virus, they were lying to you. They weren't just wrong. They were lying. And we gave you expert after expert after expert after expert in that field. Not nurses. With respect, nurses, you're not experts in this. I'm talking about the people who design and manufacture the mask, the people who test the masking technology before it's even allowed to get into a package and onto the market and into a hospital or whatever. And they all said, Casey was right. These other people over here were wrong. Every single one of them. And when you get people like Trish calling the program one day and going, are you a doctor? I don't know, Trish. Are you? And of course, she's not. And obviously, I'm not. And guess what? It's irrelevant. Being a doctor doesn't make you an expert in all of these things. There are specific scientific fields that study all of this. Guess what I did? Brought you a few of those experts from that very, very small and very limited scientific field right here on the show. Now, did that help people like, like the Kyles and the and the Karens and things like that of the world? No, of course not. They don't care about that. They weren't interested in it. All they did was lie about me, lie about many of you, lie about other people. That's all they did. And when I read you, you know, just a piece, I could have read the entire story. I, there's half I wanted to, but I knew I'd go down a rabbit hole. There's a part of me that wants to read you the entire Atlantic story yesterday that we, we covered yesterday. It's not that long, actually. I could read it. But I read you the opening. And the reason that I read you the opening is because these people in April of 2020 had already programmed their four-year-old child to yell at anybody who got too close to them. Four-year-old kids don't know any better. Unless mom and dad are making it a thing. They're outside. They're on a hike. And somebody got too close. And the four-year-old kid is yelling at them. And that was in April of 2020 that this writer, who uh, I guess she's a professor, I don't know, according to her Twitter, she's a professor now, whatever. But this, this lady, she didn't say professor in her name, so I guess she's, she might just be a Twitter handle thing. And this lady's like, we didn't know that you couldn't get it outdoors. We didn't, we didn't know that the mask wouldn't work anyway. Look how long it took for somebody at the Atlantic to admit that masking wasn't going to work. Do you remember when the first wave of COVID was subsiding? The very first wave? In, we were in, I think it was, it was uh, spring of 2021, summer of 2021, maybe. The first, the first wave was going down. Okay, don't quote me on the dates. 
And yet Eric Holcomb out there saying, we beat COVID because I told you to wear a mask. Remember that? You have the LA Times writing an entire article about how masking is what beat COVID. This is before the, the Delta surge and all of that other stuff. This is still a long time ago. You remember all of that? You remember Eric Holcomb running around taking credit for beating COVID in the state of Indiana? Because he did. He did. And I sat down at a pass the mic. And I said, look, because we, we were just doing pass the mics again. It was the first pass the mic uh, back as, as things were just starting to slowly sort of reopen. And we did a pass the mic. And I said, look, I got to go over some data with everybody. So let's talk about the masking data. Let's talk about Japan and South Korea and all of these countries that wore masks at 100% rate. And the fact that right now they're having a surge in cases. And I told you that I expected that surge to hit the United States too. Why? Because masking doesn't work. Why doesn't masking work? Because it's an aerosolized virus. It's not droplet spread. That's why. There's this thing called particle size. It's really important, folks. It's really very important. And I presented all of the data of all of these countries and when their mask mandate went into place and what the COVID numbers were and how they were increasing at that current time that we were sitting there in that past the mic. And I told all of you the same thing that I'd already said on the show. And I went over that data later on and a couple of times on the show. And I'd said all of these things long before Rush Limbaugh died and anything like that. It was like, look, if, if, um, if masks worked, then why aren't they working? I know that there's a, another radio host that has now used that moniker and, and, and I'm going to give them credit for it because they have a bigger platform than I have. But why is it that mask mandates worked nowhere? And yet you still had people for two years after telling you that they worked. Why? You still have people right now saying that they work. Most people now acknowledge masks don't work. But why did you have that? What was the reason for that? There's several. We don't need to analyze every single one of them. But when the Atlantic writes an article saying, hey, we were wrong, but let's just forgive each other. No, they wouldn't have forgiven you. They didn't want to forgive you. They wanted some of you to die, to actually, literally die. There's a response, just one, just one. There's a lot of people who've responded to it, but I'm going to read you one. This is from uh, Oilfield Rando. The visceral anger that people felt towards me for being unvaccinated was the biggest eye-opener of my life. They were furious. Even though I told them I didn't believe the vax was harmful, just that I didn't want it. I would have been, it would have been as beneficial to me as a navel piercing. All it took for people to feel visceral hatred towards me was a few old suits they'd never met in Washington, D.C., and a bunch of talking heads they'd never met on television. So many illusions I'd held about society just shattered. We're on a razor's edge. How far do you think your appeals about my duty to my fellow man will get after all of that? Because that was the appeal in the Atlantic article. Basically, ah, to my fellow man, you know, let's, let's come together as a community again. How far do you think your appeals about my duty to my fellow man will get after all that? How much do you think I care about anyone outside my tribe? 
How suspicious do you think I now am about them? Quote, sorry, man, we were just scared. Nah, apology not accepted. I know where we stand now. You are and always will be a threat to me because you're still a scared B-word. I might not hate you, but I sure as bleep won't ever trust you. Why would I? How could I? If all it takes for you to send me out on an ice floe is the claims of some 80-year-old lying P-word you've never met. In that way, COVID was a big fat blessing for me. I know who I can count on now, and I know who I can't. You know, I for me, one of the saddest things for me to observe was so many of you to realize that your family, this notion of blood being thicker than water, is nonsense. But so many of you, unfortunately, had to learn that the hard way during COVID when you had relatives tell you that, We don't want you around us because you chose not to do what they're telling you to do. Grandparents didn't want to see their grandkids and their children anymore. Every real grandparent that I know would die to see their grandkids one last time. I don't know a single real grandparent who would ever deny access to their grandkids over something as frivolous as this. I watched all sorts of families get broken up simply because of the vaccine. Forget everything else, just the vaccine. And I know it's not really a vaccine, whatever. I get, forget all that. That's that's all background chatter. When we were going through COVID, we learned a lot. And I've talked about the blessings of COVID many, many times. And perhaps one of the biggest blessings of all is kind of what this individual on Twitter, has realized. They've learned a lot about society. The illusions that I'd held about society just shattered. We are on the edge. The truth is, is that a good chunk of society cares more about controlling you than caring about you. And I know that a lot of you have already known that for a long time. It is something that veterans, unfortunately, learn at a very young age. No, there is no forgiveness. There is no let bygones be bygones. You advocated for people, and I don't mean this specific person, but I mean that side, advocated for people to die if they didn't go along the masking or the vaccinations or anything else. And all of it was nonsense. And now they want to be forgiven so they can betray you one more time. There's a term for this. It's called snakes in a garden. And don't fall for it. More coming up. 95.3 MNC.